Today's episode is brought to you by How To ABA. I know we've spoken about it before, but they are just that amazing. On How To ABA, you could find all the resources you need. If you're a new BCBA, an old BCBA, a medium BCBA, I don't care. Go on to howtoaba.com. You could find a million resources. I know Casey uses it all the time. I love it. I'm a new BCBA and I use How to ABA almost every single day of my life. So if you are out there and you're in the same boat, even if you're maybe an RBT and you need resources, I'm telling you, go to How to ABA. They have everything. And if they don't, they'll make it for you. So if you're looking for resources or a place to get your CEUs every month for a really cheap price, go to howtoaba.com. Yes, spelled exactly like that. Howtoaba.com. Check it out. It's behavior, bitches. Hey, guys, it's Liat. And Casey. We're back, baby. We've done it. 13. Lucky number 13. Here we are. 13, baby. I Give us a believe. rhyme, Casey. Can't believe we even made it here. Um, so, 13. Live in the dream. What do you think? Casey doesn't know how to rhyme. So, I would say 13. We're behavior queens. Okay, fine. Bitches, queens, same shit, whatever. Um, So we're back today, and we have a really exciting guest that we're going to talk about in a little bit. But first, what have we been up to? I don't really have much to say since we recorded last time, and this was so close in timing. So I went to the beach today, and I scavenged for amazing smooth rocks to send out to our patrons. We're going to paint them and make them very pretty. And if you want, you can go to Patreon and subscribe. Patreon, you could support us for as low as $2 a month, literally $2 a month to keep this thing going. Keep us going. Watch us keep going. Reinforce our behavior. Sign up on Patreon. Also go and subscribe to all of our places. You guys know by this point where they are. Instagram, Behavior Bitches Podcast. Facebook, Behavior Bitches Podcast. You could go to BehaviorBitches.com, but our website kind of sucks. We're not, that's probably never going to launch. So we're just going to stop saying that. Okay. Um, done. <laughs> so let's quickly go into the five-star review of the day by BCBA Diva. Love it. That's her title. I love your podcast. I have been recommending it to other ABA enthusiasts that I know. You all bring great comic relief to my life. Nothing makes for a better day than turning on your podcast and taking my little five-month-old son out for a walk. He likes you guys too. Smiley face. Keep doing what you're doing. Love you girls. Thank you, VC. Love you Diva. too. Love you too much. That is and so that, not whenever people tell me they're like, oh, my kid loves listening to your podcast or this or that. I'm like, or like your collective classes. I'm like, oh, oh balls. boy. <laughs> yeah, it's bad to be like, oh fuck. But then I didn't want to say that in case the kid listens. <laughs> but well, this kid's five months old, so I'm sure she's got like some earbuds in while she's doing this. Earbuds. That's something our guests and I were just joking about, <laughs> and I yeah. just said it. I was like, what are earbuds? <laughs> That makes sense. No, you said earphones. Earphones. That's but we'll get there. Okay. All right, guys. So today's topic, we are talking all about weightlifting, nutrition, forming habits. Um, We have a wicked cool um, girl on today. Her name is um, Shante Gold. She has a master's degree in education, and she has been a BCBA for a year now. Well, that's amazing. I've only been one for six months. So you're very cool. Um, we instantly yeah, connected longer than me too. Wait, how long have you been one since February 
In February, it will be a year. No way, because my February would be a year. Yours is two years. Oh, yeah, two years. Whatever. Please, guys. Um, February 2018. There you go. Uh, So we were instantly connected on Instagram when we saw how cool she was. We instantly fell in love with her. Um, She also used to work in the makeup world. And you can tell because she's a friggin' smoke show. Uh, She works literally. Casey and I, I'm sorry, take a break from this. Casey and I, before this show, have been, we're like, oh, my God, we have to look so hot. We have to do this. And because this girl is like the fit queen of the world, um, (laughs) she actually is going to be hosting the entire show because I... And Casey and I both before this were like, we are fucking dead. Um, because we we're trying to, to work out. And trying to like crush some weights like she does. If you follow her, we'll tell you it's uh, at the path to gold on Instagram. She is so cool. And she did these weighted pull-ups today with a weight around her waist. I tried to do one pull-up. I had to jump <laughs> off a bench. <laughs> Literally, I'm crying because I was like holding myself up like for like seconds until I fell. And there's no way I was actually going to pull myself up off the ground. But I was trying really hard to channel my inner path to gold. And uh, yeah, so anyways, she'll be hosting the episode today. You guys are, uh, you're welcome. It was real. Um, there you go. Just kidding. Anyways, so she does work full-time with individuals with autism, and she has an amazing Instagram account, like I just said, The Path to Gold. Um, She shares how behavior analysis is part of the solution for our current health crisis in America. Oh, thank the Lord. She loves weights, macros, and data. Duh, she's a BCBA. This is awesome. Her mission is to help people gain optimal health and live their best life using applied behavior analysis as a foundation for all change. Boom. See why we had to have her on? She is our type of people. So without further ado, let's introduce Shantae Gold. What's up, chick? Hello, ladies. I'm so happy we were able to finally do this. I know. I think we've been talking about it for like uh, like months now. I know. No, like, are I these girls kind of so hard it. to get or what? No. So we spoke about it before, but then I went to the gym for the first time three days ago. Like since forever, since like doctors were like, Leah, you're never going to run again with your lupus and stuff. Like on the machine, I'm like, yeah, well, F you doctors. But anyways, while I was on there, I'm like dying and I'm like, okay, I'm going to message her. And I did. <laughs> I was like, I worked out again. We got to contact her to get her back on the show. Yeah, um, I follow her every day. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> do you know what she sounds like? I'm like, I literally stalk her Instagram stories. She sounds amazing. Oh, um, <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> but I think that um, what you do is really, really cool because you take – what we do, you know, ABA and apply it to everyday life. You have taken your BCBA and you have used it um, in an amazing way with people with autism. And you're also kind of branching out into this fitness nutrition world. Um, I am so just in love with everything that you do. I can't wait till you launch hashtag whatever. Envious. Yeah, uh, your hashtag goals. Um, <laughs> but when you launch your services in January 2020, I'm hoping you're going to give them to us for free for having you on. That was the workout plan. But tell right. us about yourself. Tell us all about yourself. Um, okay. So other than I am a BCBA, which you guys already talked about, um, I before I even discovered this field, I was a makeup artist for eight years. And that was my passion at the time. Um, this was during undergrad. I went to undergrad for sociology, but literally had no intentions of pursuing sociology um, my, because I wanted to be a makeup artist. Um, so I didn't really 
uh, do well in undergrad or even paid attention to what I was learning. <laughs> my, my prior, or because, yeah, my priorities just weren't there. Um, I wanted, like I said, I wanted to be a makeup artist. And um, uh, at the same time, I was also deeply invested in the college party lifestyle. And, you know, I don't think that's, you know, abnormal. It's it's pretty normal for college. You know, you're out on your own for your first for the first time. You're exposed to a lot of, you know, drugs and alcohol. And I just where did you go to school? Time, just out of interest. Uh, San Francisco State. OK, cool. Just yeah. So I was living in San Francisco. And just over time, I developed a lot of really bad habits. Um, I fell into, uh, I wouldn't say drug addiction. I was never addicted to drugs or alcohol. I was addicted to the lifestyle. There's a lot of things that go into that type of lifestyle. You're getting ready, the makeup, the hair, your whole outfit, you're pre-gaming with your friends. Pre-gaming. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, right. You're describing my college life. Yeah, exactly. I'm describing a lot of people's college life. Um, but that I just kind of took it way too far for a really long time. Uh, in 2010, I got a DUI. And literally like the week l after I was out partying again. So it was just I just so it didn't punish your behavior, essentially. Nope. Not at all. And I was still drinking and driving all the time. It was just I just I was addicted to, like I said, addicted to the lifestyle. And um, when you're involved in that kind of lifestyle for so long, it takes a toll on your body. It takes a toll on your happiness. It takes a toll on, you know, it just, it just catches up to you. And I hit a wall where I felt like I was just so unhealthy. I was unhappy. Um, my dating life sucked. <laughs> my grades suffered. Um, and I just really needed a change. And fitness was the first thing I turned to. Um, and it was the first thing I turned to. It wasn't a lifestyle that I was foreign to. I grew up playing sports. My parents are very healthy individuals. Um, they work out consistently as well. So it was definitely a lifestyle that I turned to because it was something that I was familiar with. Um, in your so repertoire. I, yeah, it was already in my repertoire. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just um, like an ABA asshole trying to add no, it words okay. I can no, along no, the no. way. Add it in there, <laughs> add it in there. Um, she does it all the time. <laughs> but I won't do a robotic voice this time. Later, I'll save the robotic <laughs> voice. <laughs> Keep going. I'm liking this. Um, okay, so I hired my first personal trainer, and uh, that was great. She put me through some, you know, basic weightlifting workouts, um, a strict diet, and I lost weight pretty quickly. But then I, you know, my addictive personality starts coming out. So I, I'm like, okay, how can I, how can I take this to the next level? And so Instagram was starting to get popular at that time. So I found this bodybuilding coach with a lot of followers and it, he was a professional bodybuilding coach that had a lot of, um, that coached a lot of, uh, professional bodybuilders and, you know, um, to get their pro card. So I'm like, okay, this guy, he, he must be legit. He has all these, not, not credentials, but experience working with these elite, uh, bodybuilders. But like credentials on Instagram are followers essentially. Right. 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 <laughs> it, yeah. Pretty much. Um, and 
yeah, I, that was like the best and worst mistake of my life. Um, because that man, he put me on a very low calories and intense, um, amount, like it, so much weightlifting and cardio for an extended period of time that by the time that I was ready for my competition, I was fatigued, I was miserable, I was so deprived of so many of the nutrients that my body was craving um, that after the show, after everything was over, I, re I rebounded so quickly and I gained over 30 pounds within like two months. Was this the metabolic damage that you had, um, we had yeah. talked about before? Okay. Yeah. And I, 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 yeah, I describe, I say metabolic, m metabolic damage. I don't know. I was never like diagnosed with metabolic damage, but researching on what was happening in my body, which is very common in the bodybuilding world, it sounds very similar to metabolic damage. So I just call it that, but I mean, I don't. Call it what you call it, girl. You gained 30 pounds. Yeah. No one wants that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not just gaining 30 pounds. I gained it literally like two months after this competition. So, I, so it was happening so fast and I was still, I didn't know what was happening to my body. And so I was still doing crazy amounts of cardio, eating clean and I, it, I wasn't losing weight. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and so, yeah. um, tear, like just months of like crying and like being so disappointed in myself, not understanding what was happening. Um, I just started to do a lot of research online and I started reading a, a lot of stories about how this is very common in the com com competitor world of bodybuilding. Um, and I realized that the, the diet prescription that that coach gave me was a very generic cookie cutter plan. It wasn't specific to my needs or who I, what, or what my goals were. It was just to get me as lean as lean as possible, as fast as possible to step on stage in a very unhealthy way. Um, so I was angry for a really long time at that person for doing that to me. But at the same time, I also felt guilty because I didn't do my own research before before investing in something like that. And so philosophical doubt. Yeah, I didn't have any, I didn't. Oh, this was before I knew anything about ABA. So it was just like, so you, you have had, an excuse. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I have an excuse. Cause of course like, I do I all knew, kinds of research before I do anything. Right. <laughs> no, I know. Right. I mean, we can talk about that later, but, um, yeah, so I watched a ton of YouTube videos um, on metabolic damage and how to rehabilitate that. Um, I later found another bodybuilding coach to help me rehabilitate my metabolism, which took about over a year. It actually took a couple of years, but I was working with him for a good solid year. Um, and then from there, I just kind of got burnt out with bodybuilding. Um, bodybuilding is so hyper-focused on aesthetics and the way you look that it's just mentally exhausting. Um, so it seems um, exhausting. I like, I, I, I like think about the bodybuilding versus, you know, just regular working out and how much more yeah. discipline and kind of knowledge and safety and things that you need to have when you're doing it. Um, mm -hmm. it's so much more than just like going to the gym, you know, and right. you're not like out. going to the gym to like let loose, you know, or like get your right. bad day out. You're like going in there to like be even Lift more heavy shit. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Like how can I get my glutes to look more round? <laughs> like that's the things that right. you're thinking of. No. Or like how can I get my abs to pop out more? Like I'm like, how can I just lose some fucking weight? That's what <laughs> <laughs> but clearly that's not working. So maybe I need to go to bodybuilding. Um so when did you get your BCBA? So I got my BCBA last August. So it'll be well, I sat for the exam last August and then I okay. got it in September. Nice. Um yeah. So I, so by the time I got into this field, I already developed a lot of like habits around um, health and fitness and didn't necessarily apply intended ABA strategies. But now that I am, you know, educated and trained in behavior analysis, whenever I do want to, um, you know, change a behavior, or increase, you know, tr- like increase a new habit, I do apply some ABA techniques. Um, uh, to help support that. Um, so yeah, so tell us about, um, well, what got you into ABA? That's what I want to know. Oh, first, what got you into ABA? Good question. Okay. So thanks. So I was still, (laughs) so I was still a makeup artist during like this whole like transformation. I was still figuring things out. Um, and just to finish my story, um, real quick, um, when I was rehabilitating my metabolism, I was, I, I developed, some a little well not some but I developed body dysmorphia and obsessive behaviors around weighing myself measuring my food um, measuring my waist um, and so I, I do caution anybody who is interested in pursuing uh, something like bodybuilding or a physique type sport because you really need to be in like a healthy mental space enough to where you notice like your th- those types of behaviors when you start becoming obsessed with those kinds of things that's not good um, and so I had to step away from bodybuilding to allow myself to like really think and like take care of like my mental and emotional capacity um, and shift my focus away from aesthetics to sports performance. And that's where I found CrossFit and powerlifting. And those really helped me focus on something else other than how I look. Um, now, that's huge. Yeah, that's really big. So reference hungry AF episode number. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, but I, it's very common. A lot of people who are like anything that is, you know, one of the side effects is the way you look. You're like, oh, I want to keep this going. I'm getting compliments. It's very reinforcing. Yep. Right, right. And it's kind of like a catch-22 because, you know, you're, you're you know, eating less calories. You're doing all this work. You're looking great. But also it's like it, you. there are a lot of limitations that come with that. Um, and like social limitations, limit- right? Social limitations, like not being able to eat everything that you want all the time. Um, like, yeah, there's a lot of things that come with that. So it's it's definitely something that you have to keep in mind if you want to pursue, you know, a more challenging fitness um, regimen. Um, and uh, so, yeah, during this time, so so during like all of these fitness transformations, I felt like okay, once I got, once I was mentally stable and I, I felt like I got my health under control, I really felt like if I can do this, then I can do anything. And it, it pushed me to pursue my master's. And I was never planning on going anything further than a bachelor's. And I didn't even want my bachelor's. My parents forced me to get that because they, 
didn't trust me enough to that I was going to pursue makeup artistry. They're like, no, you, you, you have to get your bachelor's. And so thank God for that because um, I kind of, you know, had the foundation I needed to, to pursue my master's. And um, I was kind of, you know, doing a bunch of research. I had a friend who did ABA and he was telling me about it. And I was like, oh, okay, I mean, I can try that out and see see if I like it. And I, I tried it out and it was literally like the only science that made sense to me. So I was like, yes, I could do this. So um, You're like, yeah. oh, it's data. It's all this. It's totally evidence-based and proven. And yep, that's how I was. I'm like, oh, it clicked. Uh, yes, that makes sense. Exactly for me. Like I, it just clicks so immediate for me. And it, and I never really, um, I, I was never an academic student. Like I never did well with grades or uh, nobody sh ever showed me how to study. So I really, sh I really struggled with in high school and, and in undergrad. So this was something that actually made sense to me. It was interesting. I was good at it. And so doesn't that feel good when you're it good felt, at things? It felt great. Yeah. <laughs> um and so I developed a passion for it. And um I loved working with with the kids. And over time when I start to learn more about behavior analysis, I was like, oh, oh, this this isn't just for autism. This is like for anything. This is cool. Human um, behavior, baby. Yeah, human behavior. And uh, and then, you know, I was like, what if I did like married the two? Like, what if I, uh, you know, I'm already doing a lot of things within health and fitness. And what if I just like start applying behavior concepts into my everyday life and, you know, put the information out there. And then that's when my Instagram was born. <laughs> okay, so real, real life, real relatable question: Who the f is following you around, taking all these cool ass oh pictures God. of you? I need to hire them when I lose like sixty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, that's something that I decided um, to to put a little effort in is my content creation. So those are all photographers that I've hired, and my fiance every now and then when I force him to take pictures of me. Um, although I think he needs a you know some behavior skills training because most of the time it's just me yelling at him for not getting the right angle. And I'm just like, <laughs> you need to model that shit for him, girl. I've modeled. I've <laughs> I've punished his behavior. I've reinforced his behavior. No, I'm just kidding. No, I know. I'm, I'm just. Uh, yeah. So you I mean, have, okay. That makes sense. Cause anyone, I know everyone that listens, cause they, you know, want to go see who the, you know, face behind, um, this amazing guest is, is that your pictures are, I mean, gorgeous. I just I want to know, I was like, I look like shit at the gym. So that's good to know that it's not just you taking those photos. Cause I was very, I no, I don't look like that in the gym. I didn't, <laughs> I go, I go at, I go to the gym at 6am with no makeup on. Um, yeah, no, that's definitely like a whole photo shoot that I've scheduled and I prepared for. And um, yeah, that's something that I decided to invest in because content matters and people like pictures and it's Instagram. So when you pair a good picture with some valuable information, people are more likely to read it and click and engage. So you're smart, um, chick. I'm telling you. It worked. What, we found you, we girl. Yeah. We found you. <laughs> I was like, this bitch, I love yeah, her. I feel a little silly putting so many pictures of myself up, but my one of my girlfriends um, who has who's a power lifter and has a shit ton of followers. She's like, get over yourself. That's what people want to see. Just post the pictures. <laughs> I'm like, Absolutely. Okay. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Like 
yeah. Keep posting. That's your content. That's your brand. Um, yeah. So a little bit, I want to know. So you use antecedent interventions to stick to your routine. Can you give us some advice on what you do? Like help your... a girl out over here. Yeah. Help us fucking out. Okay. Like <laughs> I literally, if you hear me being very quiet on today's episode, I am literally dead. So <laughs> like, I can't believe that gym sesh took it out of you this much. No, wait, have you seen I'm really quiet actually? Yeah. I, I actually am dead right now. So, <laughs> all right. So go yeah, walk us no through your that. antecedent intervention strategies on how you stick to your routine. Okay. So Sunday meal prep is literally like the foundation to my dietary adherence. Um, I don't have time throughout the week to constantly be making meals. So it's really important to me that I spend like one to two hours on Sunday making bulks of uh, protein, uh, one carbohydrate, one or two like sources of carbs and, um, vegetables. And, um, and so I try to make all of the, uh, all of that last at least until Friday. Um, and so every night, but cause my refrigerator is so small, I can't pre-plan, like I can't separate the meals into containers and store them in my fridge. Um, okay. So I have to do that every single night. If I had a bigger kitchen and a bigger refrigerator, I absolutely would, but I just don't. Um, so every night, um, what I do is I input my meals in the food journal app. Um, so I count my macros. I count my protein, fat, and carbs every what single What the hell week. are macros? Okay. What All I know is like macro economics. The like, only reason I know macros is because. Kate, you've been dropping this word like it's hot. Like <laughs> what the F are macros? <laughs> so the only reason I know macros and I still don't really get it. And I definitely am not following it because I have, I ate my first piece of food at like 3.30 today. I don't have like an appetite. I don't know what's going on. Anyways, um, I look at all her meals. She eats like five meals a day. And I'm like, what? Six, yeah. Six. Like I think I'm the opposite. I eat like one meal a day. Like clearly I'm in metabolic damage over here. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so like macro. So I used to have an app where I, it was only when I did keto and it was okay. keeping track of your fats, carbs, and protein, right? Is that your macros? Yeah. yeah. Was that my fitness pal? Most people yeah. use yeah. my fitness pal. Yeah. And I was trying um, to have like less than like 5% carbs. Right. Yeah. Which I see you having like all these amazing bagels and shit. And I'm like, I don't get it. This is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. We can talk about that in a little bit. I know. Um, (laughs) uh, So yeah, macros are your protein, fat and carbs. And that's where you get the energy content of your diet. Um, And then there's micronutrients, which are vitamins and minerals. And those are pretty, uh, those are typically found in like vegetables and fruits and various grains. Um, Hey, are you taking notes? Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> this is my personal training session right here. You know it. Always a learner. That's what I am. I'm like vitamins talk slower. Yeah, yeah. I was like, she always is taking notes every episode. So funny. Oh my god, you guys are so funny. Um, so I have um a predetermined amount of protein, fats, and carbs uh that I hit every single day. Um, and so I pre so macros, the reason why I love macro-based dieting is because it's your customized plan. You, It's not a, a, 
a plan that is that is like generalized for everyone yeah exactly it's not generalized or it's not telling you like what foods to eat but here are your macros that you have and you can pick whatever foods you want that fits those macronutrient goals okay i have a Um, question for you sure in 2020 when you start doing what you're doing are you able to customize those goals in those macros for people is that part of your thing that is a really good question. And unfortunately, no. So <laughs> I, who I does can't. this for me? Where do I So, so a, a bodybuilding coach, um, a registered dietitian, a nutritionist, um, those are people that what can. What about prescribe. a CrossFit coach? I mean, Maybe. honestly, anybody can really. Uh, it's not, it, it's just, it's, it doesn't, it's not hard to figure out what your macros are. You can research this stuff on YouTube and find. Um, um, uh, an equation to help you get to your personalized macros. And then you can kind of like test from there. And this is what I always encourage people to do. Like when you research this stuff and let's just say you figure out the equation, um, to your own customized macronutrients, try those numbers out for a couple weeks and see how your body responds. Take data. That's your data. Like start weighing yourself every single day, um, based on the macros that you're eating and see if it works. If you're and depending on what your goal is, let's just say you just want to maintain your goal. Um, then if your weight maintains through those macronutrient goals, then yeah, that works for you. And if you want to lose weight, then you can start cutting a little bit of carbs and maybe a little bit of fat from there to lose a little bit of weight. Um, if you want to gain weight, if you want to gain muscle, maybe you, then that means you have to be in a calorie surplus. So you start increasing your, your macronutrients. So, but figuring out your maintenance calories is probably the first step to, to figuring out what your next goal is from there. And what are you doing in 2020 that you guys keep referring to what's happening in 2020? (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, I'm going to launch my website. I'm going to launch my website and my services. So it's pretty much, it's a, I call myself a lifestyle and habit forming coach because I want to help people build sustainable habits to help, to help aid their um, healthy lifestyle choices. So, um, so for example, like there's so many steps that, that need to take place before you even get to a, a place where you can count macros like macros is like step number 10 but there are so many hey, you're jumping girl i know i'm actually reading her email so basically for her like uh antecedent strategies she you know she basically like gets all her food ready on sunday she places food in containers she fills up water for the next day she reviews what she has how to much water do you drink a day um so i drink fifth about 50 ounces of water a day how many get ga- is that a gallon? No, definitely not. I can't drink a gallon. That's way too much. <laughs> Girl, I'm not putting anything past you after I watch these videos. <laughs> she sets her alarm by for 5 a.m. She's off all phone and electronics by 9, 9 30 and bed by 10. Now, one thing that I thought was really cool was that you have like your own reinforcement schedule. Mm. And yeah. it, I'm looking at your beautiful nose ring. I wish that I have had two nose rings in my lifetime and they get <laughs> so infected. I think my body just rejects them. And everyone I see with a nose ring, I'm very jealous of. But what do you do for your reinforcement schedule for that? So um, I programmed my uh, reinforcement 
for myself um, when I was trying to establish a new morning routine. And this, um, what I did was I said, okay, I, I, I want to do all these things. So I need to wake up at 5 a.m. I need, I want to read for 30 minutes. I want to meditate for 10 minutes. And then I need to take my dog out all before going to the gym at 7 a.m. Um, and I, I set my goal. So to do that at least three to four times a week for a whole month. And my reward was getting a nose ring. I've been wanting, I wanted a nose ring for the longest time. This is my second piercing, but I wanted to re-pierce it. And so I said, okay, well, if I, if I do this for the next month, then I'm going to reward myself by getting a nose ring. Um, I'm impressed with you because, you know, we talk about bootleg reinforcement reinforcers and like I am the queen of like the bootleg queen. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll be like, Liat, okay, if you do this, if you get this task done, like everything on your to-do list, then you could order these new highlighters, right? But then like three seconds later, I've I've been like, you know what, Liat, you've been killing it. You're working so hard lately. Just get them for your damn self. Nothing crossed off on that <laughs> yeah. list. But you nothing crossed off on that list. But like, you can't even cross off that list because you don't have those new highlighters. You really need them. <laughs> so like, good for you, like keeping the demand on yourself. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say it works for everybody because honestly, like, who knows? Like if I made my goal for two months and I didn't do it, I probably would have still got the nose ring. But um, <laughs> I mean, but it worked for you and you're very yeah, disciplined. It worked. It worked. Um, and I really wanted to, you know, increase my reading and meditation behavior. So that's just something that I helped kind of, you know, motivate me a little bit more. Um, but when you're, when you're, transforming your life and um, getting into all these, you know, new habits and exercising more and, um, you know, um, you know, consistently, you know, adhering to your nutrition goals. Like there's so many natural reinforcement that natural reinforcers that come with that. Um, you, your, your friends and your family start to notice you start getting a lot more attention and you start getting more confident and you start building more self-esteem. Um, a lot of behaviors or tasks that were harder in the beginning start to become easier. I mean, those are big deals. Um, and then you get to wear like a sexy crop top without like a couple of rolls hanging over the top, right? <laughs> that's a huge reinforcement. Yeah, sure. If that's reinforcing for, <laughs> for sure. Um, <laughs> one day. <laughs> and behavioral shock, yeah, momentum is a real thing like even what like so guys i know it's been three days and i'm acting like i am like on path to goals level as a result <laughs> of the three days that's how i feel but like literally even like getting on the machine like in the beginning like i'm like oh, damn it you know but like you know like when you get into like a runner's high like when you reach that point it's it's true like it all is so like there's behavior momentum like more immediately, like in a short amount of time, right? So like right. during that, like, you know, 30 minute run, whatever it is, like the beginning is like terrible, but then you're like into it. Um, but also you I also think release like endorphins and like makes right. you feel when I get back from a workout, I'm like, I don't regret that. I've never once said I regret that workout. Right. Exactly. Uh, but I think Actually, the reason why I did. I need to tell you why. Because I was I was like, oh yeah, this is day number three, motherfucker. And I'm like, yeah, Chantel's coming on. Or no, Shantae, I'm so sorry. Shantae. Yeah, it's okay. I'm, so I'm used to it. Tired. Like, me. <laughs> um, and then like I have a housekeeper who comes every two weeks, which is like, oh, I love it so much. And then she texts me while I'm there and she's like, There's no paper towel. 
And I'm like, oh, no, under the sink. So she looks and like it's not there. So I'm like, you know what? I am staying here. I'm at the gym. I don't care. Like I will just not get it clean. So then like I regretted it when I got back because I'm like things weren't clean. (laughs) So I did regret it this one time. But (laughs) aside from that, I feel what you're saying. Yeah. And I think, um, I think, you know, if if we're going to dissect this behavior analytically and why it's so hard for people to start, um, it's a lot of work. You know, that's just the reality of the situation. It's a lot of work to change your habits. And a lot of these habits have been established through long history of of um, other reinforcers, like competing uh, reinforcers and um, your history of, you know, your family history and how you were raised. And, um, you know, so um, it's not easy to change behavior. And I think that, um, and I think that, um, you know, just getting started is just, uh, it's just the most difficult part. And, and, and oh, what I was trying to say, sorry, I, I lost sidetrack. Um, and, the Welcome to our life. <laughs> <laughs> and the reinforcers are delayed. So those endorphins and those um, results, the losing weight, feeling good in your clothes, um, those are delayed reinforcers. So so if we can't access that immediately, I mean, people are just so much more likely to not follow a plan because that's just something that takes time. It takes patience, um, which a lot of people don't have. Like with um, our clients, even like when we're working with kids, you know, um, and the parents are like, nothing's changed, you know, and you're right. like, you're like, it's day two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's going to um, yeah. get worse before it gets better. And if you're putting, you know, your habit behaviors on extinction that you have been doing for, you know, X amount of time, say your whole life, um, you're gonna, it's gonna be hard to change right. them. And, and, you know, all the things that come along with it, whether you're detoxing off of, you know, stopping drinking or stopping sugar, or all those things, you're gonna go through a period of really hard times. And it's easy to just go back to the same habit. It's not easy to change it. Right. There, exactly. So I've heard like if you do something for 21 days, it's a habit. As a habit forming coach, what is what do you think about that? Um, I don't think that's true. It takes a lot more time than that to form a habit. That's what I um, thought. Like I yeah, can do it for 21 days. Doesn't mean I'm gonna like do it forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that morning routine, I mean, that definitely isn't part of my habits now. <laughs> I don't read <laughs> for 30 minutes in the morning and meditate. Um, that was just something that I did temporarily because I wanted to do at that time. But, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, talking about behavior analysts and, um, you know, applying, we have to, we have to go about like our health and fitness the same way we would go about doing interventions for our clients, right? What is like the fundamental principle before we, when we start applying an intervention, you start with the least restrictive procedure, right? (laughs) And you start with really small, specific goals. So why are a lot of behavior analysts, a lot of women going into like these diet, like like extreme diet and and exercise regimens to lose weight fast? The faster you lose weight, the more likely you are going to gain it back. It's not like a one fix wonder. Like it's not oh, a one fix wonder. A ten day military diet, and or you know, don't eat carbs for ten days, and or a juice cleanse, and 
this a three day juice cleanse, and then it's like, oh, you lost ten pounds, and then you eat a piece of bread and you gain it all back. Exactly. Don't get me started on the juice cleanses, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's just it. And the same with like the what's going on. So, with do you like, operationally define your goals? Wait, sorry, I know you're about to say something, but I was just wondering, like, because you were saying it's really important to be very specific about your steps. Would you, instead of being like, I'm going to exercise, would you operationally define what specifically you're going to do? Um, for some, that's from that's a good question. Um, no, I don't sit down and like write out exactly like what I'm going to do. I actually right now, so my current goals, I'm a I'm training for a powerlifting competition. And so I do have specific competition numbers that I want to make during the competition. And my coach prescribes me very specific um, lifts and exercises that I need to do in order to meet those numbers. Now, whether I I, I reach those numbers at the competition day or not. I don't know. Like that's kind of out of my control, but what I can control is, um, eating all my meals, getting enough sleep, um, drinking all my water, um, all my workouts, hitting the numbers in the gym, um, staying consistent with those habits. Those are the habits that I can control. And that is probably going to be more likely give me, you know, the chance to hit those numbers when I'm ready. Right. Um, I don't sense. think I'm creepy, but are you trying to hit 300 pounds on your squat? Hell, yes, I am. <laughs> that <was> stalker. <laughs> that's what I was trying to do. Uh, so this is my second powerlifting competition. I had my first one last Jan or this past January, and I wanted to hit um, 300 in my competition, and I didn't. So I'm I'm coming back for it. This is <laughs> it, girl. You're gonna do it. I hope so. So you have a coach at 7 a.m. every morning. Is your bodybuilder coach there with you? Or is it just individualized oh, no, no. workout? So she's a powerlifting coach. I did have a bodybuilding coach um, earlier this year. So I, I do bodybuilding and powerlifting. I switch off. Um, and What's the difference? Okay, so a bodybuilding is just for aesthetic purposes. Um, and the type of training is more of like you're doing a lot more like higher rep type training. Um, and, um, powerlifting focuses on three movements. It focuses on squat, bench, and deadlift. And the training is centered around strengthening those specific movements. So the rep ranges are going to be shorter and, uh, uh, yeah, shorter than bodybuilding. So, so I see, yeah, you'll do like one squat at 265 or something or yeah. Or like yeah. So three things. Mm hmm. So like two, two sets, uh, by one. So mm -hmm. two, yeah, I'll be squatting like 265 one time and then another set at 265 one time. Things, um, things like that. Very I think cool. I'm a badass when I squat like 10 pounds. So hey, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Works, Girl so. shaping within topographies. Okay. Yep, exactly. Start with 10 pounds and then you could go to 11. Okay. <laughs> Not possible, Changing right? Variable at a time. Yeah. You needed to be equal on both sides. So yeah, you need to be. We'll be at twelve. I meant, yeah. I meant twelve. <laughs> yeah. So you have a back. You know this stuff, girl. Okay. Underratedly, I used to be like have like an abnormal strength. I told you this. Like, I my my show and tell always was push ups and <laughs> things like that. Oh, nice. And like I did Muay Thai forever with all men. And then I got diagnosed with lupus, and it was like boom, you're never going to do these things again, which by the way, doctors, I did do it again. And I was at the gym today and I ran 3.7 miles. So 
F you doctors. That's awesome. Uh, um, but so I, like, I mean, I understand it. I used to like do a lot of that stuff also, but not necessarily like I wasn't in like the power lifting world, but I was in like the kick ass world, you know? Oh yeah, girl. That's awesome. So but, tell uh, us about yeah. intervention for weight loss. You talked about this a little bit in our previous email, but you had said, um, changing one small variable at a time. Right. Okay. So, um, during my bodybuilding cut this year, um, I started in January and ended in June, I think. Um, so with weight loss, with fat loss, pick something that you want to measure constantly. So weight is okay. It's weight fluctuates based on water, hormones, sleep, like there's so many variables with weight. So I wouldn't focus so much on weight scale. But for example, last night, I weighed one thing this morning, I was Uh five pounds lighter. Wow. I was like, (laughs) um, that's not true. I think it's I'm yeah. on my I'm on, you know, the lady girl period time of the month and right, exactly. Our hormones. So like you just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So um, I mean it's definitely like some a tool that you could use, but I wouldn't put so much emphasis on that. I would do more so what I was doing earlier this year, I was um measuring my waist because that's what I wanted to lose. <laughs> waist. Um, I was also measuring my um my thigh and my hips. So those are the three measurements that I took every single day. That was my data, right? I started at my, I think my waist that I started with was uh, 30 inches. And then by the time in June, it was down to like 26.75 or something. I don't know. Um, And so, um, yeah, when I talk about changing one variable at a time, I'm talking about like, so I was still weight training, I was weight lifting four to five or five to six days a week. But I increased my cardio by increasing my calories. So I burn I started with burning 100 calories per day. That's it. And I'm not talking about running on the treadmill. I'm talking about just increasing my activity level. So taking my dog for an extra walk during the day, things that are like, manageable, um, starting small things that I enjoyed doing. I went on parsimonious guys. Okay. Simple, do simple approaches, simple, simple, start small, start simple, and then continue to take data. So if you're making progress without cutting any food, but just increasing your activity level a little bit, and you're, you're making progress, that's, you want to stay there. You don't want to cut food and start doing a bunch of cardio. You're going to lose weight for sure fast, but then you're going to hit plateaus. And then where are you going to go from there? You're going to have to cut more calories. You're going to have to do more cardio. And by the two months, you're burnt out and you're back to square one. Like, don't do that. <laughs> APA translation. This is a component analysis. Please only work on one <laughs> variable at a time. Um, we yeah. don't want to do too many things at once because we can't see what's actually making the change. So if she were to change exactly. her diet at the same time that she's changing her workout schedule, at the same time she's on a new medication, you can't really tell what is affecting the change. So that's something we look right. at a lot in ABA. Yep, exactly. So, um, yeah, and then after a couple weeks, then I would increase the calories to 200. And... Um, then 300, then 400. And then also, um, if I, you know, preference also takes into consideration. So I, 
I held off on cutting my food for as long as possible because I love to eat. And if I can lose weight by just doing more cardio, then that's what I'm going to do. Um, but there are, comes a point where you are going to have to cut calories somewhere. And so um, I cut calories very minimally. That's like 10 to 20 grams of carbs and like two grams of fat. Just a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's all you cut, right? That's not what you're allowing yourself. Right. Right. Okay. That's yeah. No, I would die <laughs> off of carbs. No, thank you. <laughs> I just love um, how you're such a balanced, like when I see your meals, I see, you know, your workouts, you're just so balanced and you can tell from just your energy and the way you like your skin shines is that, you know, what you're putting in your body is and her hair inverted. shines, damn it. Her yeah. hair is like literally looking perfect. Oh, no, it's that's pink just oil. inverted. Oil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just oil. But that food that you're eating and all that stuff is being converted into like really good energy for yourself. And Absolutely, that is, yeah. I think something that I took away from looking at your stuff, I'm like, wow, she has, you know, she's at the gym in the morning at seven. She has a good habit, a good routine. And then she always makes sure she gets her meals in and she's, you know, that all that stuff for me was I'm like that is goals I want to get there so yeah absolutely and I think a lot of people when they first find out about macro-based dieting or flexible dieting they they kind of abuse it and do the whole if it fits your macros and they'll you know start to eat a little too many processed foods as long as it fits the macros doesn't matter but that in terms of weight loss, yes, it doesn't matter. But in terms of long-term health, it absolutely does matter. You still have to get your serving of vegetables uh, in. Um, I, you know, I do have my bagel and I have a treat at night, but most of my meals are filled with a lot of whole, nutritious um, foods with a lot of vegetables. And that's the stuff that's going to keep you full longer. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely like... Company, um, when you start in 2020... You're going to have like really cool meal plans and habits on how to change them. And are you going to do like workouts too? Um, maybe in the future. Um, I anticipate that maybe most of my, you know, future clients are going to be people who don't, who need help building the habits around exercise and nutrition. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's already a ton of, information out there on what types of exercises you can do, what your, what nutrition is. The, that's not the problem. The problem isn't about the lack of information. The problem is building the habits around that and starting small. And, um, so for example, like counting macros, for example, right. Um, I wouldn't just like, okay, like to so somebody who's never counted macros before, I wouldn't just say, okay, here are your macros. Good luck. Um, let me know how it goes. Um, there's a process. You have to learn what macros are, what micronutrients are. You have to learn how to read a nutrition label, looking at serving sizes, dry versus wet, uh, cups, grams, ounces. Then you need to learn how to navigate the food journal app because it can be fucking confusing <laughs> if you're new <laughs> to it. And so you, so there's a couple, um, one that you mentioned, my fitness pal, and then there's one that I use that I love called my macros. And I like that one because they have a lot more um, user-friendly features and the data is, um, that they present is just more aesthetically pleasing <laughs> for me. And um, 
So after you learn that, then you need to start measuring your food maybe one or two days. Don't overwhelm yourself by trying to weigh and measure everything seven days in a row because it's freaking hard. I'm not going to lie. Like it takes effort and it takes time. So start by just one day, just seeing what, how, like weighing your chicken, rice, and vegetables. And um, are you literally weighing it? Are you weighing all these things? Yep. Yep. With a scale? Yes. So I have a food scale. Um, and, um, so for example, you're so not lazy. Oh my God. (laughs) You know what I love though, you guys, I'm going to quote something that I took from, um, her Instagram. Okay. She says, um, if you're struggling to, you know, lose weight or stick to a habit, it's not because you lack discipline and it's not because you are lazy. It's because you do not have a clear plan and solid foundation to support your long-term goals. Again, hashtag stalker, but (laughs) like that struck, I was like, you know, it's true. It's because if you don't have the, um, the skills we think about our, that we're teaching our kids and, you know, people with autism, if they don't have the skills, we can't expect them to do that. It doesn't mean that they're lazy or, or, you know, you know, lack discipline or, you know, they should just be doing this. They don't have the skills. So again, if I don't know what a gram versus an ounce versus a, you know, what a chicken breast should look like for what I'm supposed to be eating. Like that does not mean anything. It means I don't have a clear plan of, you exactly. know, or a, or a, a Shantae to be my new coach. Cause that's basically what's coming from this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, there's just so many steps that, that lead you to doing things that I'm doing. And I hear a lot of people saying like, you know, it's too much effort. Um, there, I just don't have time. I don't have the pain. And like I said, yeah, you know, there is a learning curve. It is going to take extra time to learn how to do everything. But let me tell you, once it's a habit, you're not even going to think about it. This past couple weekends, I told myself, I'm like, okay, Shante, I'm not going to measure anything. I'm just going to fucking intuitive E and just do, you know, make my meals without the scale. But without even thinking about it, I found myself grabbing the scale and putting it in front of me and I was like oh shit like, what am I doing <laughs> like it, but now it's just it's so ingrained in my daily behavior that I don't even think about it anymore so it does take time it does take practice and it does take a willingness to learn these new skills um but again like if you if people don't even know what the skills are then they're not going to do it so that's where I come in and I help you <laughs> I think you're going to have to write a lot of task analyses you know you're going to have to yeah. like like, yep. you started writing those ready girl training for baby. 2020 i love a case that keeps like throwing in like 2020 2020 2020 <laughs> like just let we're, we're letting we're letting everyone know that you're going to be dropping yeah i'm dropping <laughs> um, dropping it like it's hot but so like you'll help people learn you're going to be like teaching them these skills i'm assuming through like mm-hmm. you know people who have never done things so like a task analysis, right? Like yep, this is how you yep. use the app. This is how you're going to start. This is how we're going to start off with, um, I'm assuming you'll probably look at things like reinforcement also. Like, well, what are you going to do, you know, like to set up to make sure the person's coming in contact with reinforcement? Are you going to do something sure. like that? Yeah, we could. I could. Um, definitely. We could because now I, we're a partnership. Now we're a team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I could, but one component that I feel like is absolutely necessary for something like this is applying ACT into 
health and fitness. And I know you guys um, had a recent episode, um, Anxious AF. <laughs> yeah. That one? Yeah, where you guys yeah. uh, talked a lot about that. And it's important that we apply this to health and fitness because if not, we are just the same as any other trainer or coach out there. Behavior, like like you guys said on that podcast, behavior is so complex that it would be irresponsible to ignore the fact that people come with a lot of baggage and history and trauma that obviously got them to this point. So we need to kind of help them manage those emotions, those negative thoughts that a lot of people, those, you know, those self doubts that they have um, during, you know, trying to make these lifestyle changes because it's there. And I mean, a lot of people, you know, are afraid of changing because it, they're going to be, they're going to be forced to face with some, some baggage that they've been avoiding this whole time. So I you think that's a so very great. You are so great. Like I, I just actually weirdly got goosebumps because <laughs> um, that is so true. It, it doesn't matter if you start counting your macros and, you know, lifting perfectly. If you don't deal with the baggage, the personal private events, the self-limiting beliefs, that right. none of that you're still, that doesn't mean that you're optimal health, right? right? If you don't deal with the stuff internally through, and you know, I love acceptance commitment therapy. I think it's wonderful. Um, yeah. And then you're, you know, then that's when you're whole. I love that. That's your out like on this. It's great. Yeah. I mean, I'm not formally trained on it, but I've been doing a lot engaged. of Yeah. I'm not uh, formally trained in act, but I've been doing a lot of research and plan on doing uh, a course uh, on it. And I definitely, feel like I need to include that in my practice for sure. It's a big part of it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I love that. What other questions do we have? Like, while well, this is our like free consulting session. I'm just thinking. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what is your take on intermittent fasting? Oh, okay. Um, I think it's a good uh, antecedent strategy for caloric restriction. Um, but it's not magic. Um, it, right. Like if you, if you're fasting until 12, like if you eat, like if you're consistently fasting, um, until 12 and then one day you eat at like 1150, nothing is going to happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like the whole, your body's um, not like, oh shit, that's five minutes early. Here's 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, is it meant to make you lose weight? I know people are like doing it to lose weight, but like for me personally, like it's not intentional, but like I basically intermittently fast all day. Like I'm on Adderall, whatever, all day. Then at night, great. That's great that I fasted all day, but it doesn't matter because I'm eating all through the entire damn night. I wake up like on my sleeping pills and I'm eating. And I like it makes me more aware of it because now Pavlov like jumps off the bed, like to come with me to the kitchen every time. And I'm like, yeah. I'm oh, realizing how many times I'm lifting him up to put him back on the bed in the night. And I'm like, right. okay, I really have a problem. <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't matter unless you're keeping yourself like if you intermittently fast and then you still eat a pizza at 1201 like <laughs> that's not gonna like help your body well I mean it depends like it depends on how many calories you're eating within those eight hours like if I can eat a shit ton in an hour yeah <laughs> so can like I. if I've been deprived all day like not eating like my meds make me not hungry when those meds wear off like those 
eight hours. I don't even need eight hours. I could like intermittently fast for 24, I mean, 23 hours. And like, I think it's like 16 hours to eight hours is what is, that's the one I've heard of Shantae. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, whatever, I don't, I don't know the difference or like the benefits of like 18 or eight versus 16. I just know that the purpose behind intermittent fasting is to help manage your caloric restriction. Um, so it doesn't matter whether you decide to choose that, uh, intermittent fat fasting to restrict your calories, or if you're just counting macros and reducing calories that way, it's all the same thing. Um, so, uh, I know that there are some, what was that? I just wanted your expert opinion. Do you do that Casey? No, not intentionally. Again, I just never like have zero appetite all day long. Like I didn't eat today till 3 p.m. And I worked out, but I like clearly I'm not working out enough to make myself hungry. Right. You need to build muscle. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Build muscle because the um, so the benefits of building muscle, it, you know, it helps create shape to your body, but it also helps increase your metabolism. It strengthens your immune function. Um, And, you know, the more muscle you have, the more, you know, energy the more calories you burn and the more food you can eat. <laughs> That's like the best part. Like <laughs> anything I could do to, to eat more, uh, fucking sign me up for that shit because I will do it. So I love, it. Food, <laughs> love your, but I've also seen that you've done a lot of like, um, essentially kind of like, you know, uh, replacement behaviors for things. So like, I've seen that you'll like create an awesome dessert, but it's like made with, I don't know. You'd like what healthier I've seen that you've made some things. I'm sorry. I have not stocked as recently as Casey. So Casey <laughs> probably could like tell me the exact recipe and like how many grams of protein powder are in it. But- she uses two tablespoons of cream cheese. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yep, Am I right? Actually 20 grams, but pretty, yeah, pretty much the same thing. <laughs> okay. See, I knew I was, I knew I had yeah. it somewhere. <laughs> but just- like you'll, you'll, also do some replacement behaviors, right? Like, I mean, oh, or yeah. like, like something. So you're not completely depriving yourself. You're just creating healthier, alternatives. healthier alternatives. Yeah, for sure. And that's what the, the one thing that I love about macro-based dieting is like, I'm not restricting. I'm just more substituting and, you know, um, more flexible with my diet. So, um, of course I can't eat a freaking donut every single day because donut has like a ton of fat and that's like a quarter of my fat for the day. So that wouldn't make sense, but I can have alternatives, um, and make, you know, there's a lot of, um, Instagram account, uh, Instagram accounts out there that, um, post recipes for macro-based dieting. So uh, macro-friendly pizzas and macro-friendly ice creams. And so those are the accounts that I follow. I am not creative at all when it comes to cooking or meals like don't ask me about recipes because I know none I just I just make what I I just make what I know from other accounts that I followed what what are your go-to things that you make so I make so I make a sweet icing um that my bodybuilding coach 
had. Um, so she gave us like a her own recipe book and the sweet icing on there is just so good. I, I put that on rice cake with some chocolate chips and that just like is perfect for my sweet tooth at night. I have a huge sweet tooth. So at um, night, me too. Like yeah. every night I'm like, oh my God, I just want Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm more of like a chocolate, a chocolate girl. But yeah, I, I feel you on that. Um, and uh, during my weight cut, I had literally every single night this protein ice cream um, that I got from this girl. I think her Instagram name is Lily Loves Macros. And it was just like this thick and creamy chocolate ice cream with like 20 grams of carbs and like 40 grams of protein and like 10 grams of fat. It was amazing. Um, and that got me full. Like after, you know, being on a caloric restriction all day and you just want to feel full and hungry, that was like the perfect thing to have at night to make me feel full, but not deviate from my goals. So that was awesome. See, like, I think I could do these things if I had a chef. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, like when I see all these celebrities, anyway. I'm like, yeah, like, like I used to live with someone who well, she's a nutritionist, but she's also like she. And when I was living with her at the time, she was in vegan culinary school, and so she'd always have to like try these things out. And she like loved cooking, and like everything was just like so much work. Like it's like oh, if you want to make dressing or you want to make yourself cheese, you have to soak these nuts overnight. So then you could put them in here to make this and this. And like I ate so damn well that year, but right. like. So if I had a chef, I could be like hot as hell, you know? <laughs> so like it's on response that. effort. I feel you on that. Cooking is not something I'm willing to put that much effort in. I stick to my staples like bulks of protein, bulks of carbs, and vegetables. And then I just kind of change those foods. Do you get every satiated? Like if you're having the same kind of chicken every day? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. It I so like I said, so my my post-workout meal, which is where I can have fun stuff like bagels and um, uh, I don't know, just like cream cheese. Yeah, and cream cheese. Like that's enough for me. I can eat the same like in between like uh, meals three through three, four and five. Like I can say it eat those same meals every single day. As long as I can have a really bomb breakfast and a sweet treat at night, I'm good. On the weekends, I, you know, I still go out to restaurants and stuff. And with my fiance, with my friends, I just pre-plan and look that shit up on um, on the internet. And I pre-plan that in my app and I'm good to go. And so that's Are you a I... planner in general? Are you a planner? Yes. I'm very type A, very type A um, planner, self-management, time schedule. Um, like, are you on time for your sessions? Absolutely, Yes. She's are a freaking BCBA. Of course she is. <laughs> what do you so am I, girl? We have the exact same criteria and I mean not criteria, credentials. Wait, you're not on time. I might be running a few minutes late. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like 17 minutes early for everything and I like sit in the parking lot. No, also like I also have a hard time with boundaries. So like I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, mom. One, keep talking to me, even though I needed to be somewhere 17 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I am I am like type C. <laughs> Which like, type is that? Like really type crazy. Like, That's what type it is. <laughs> like my, I don't plan anything. Really? She's. Oh my crazy. god, that gives me anxiety. Me too. I'm stressing out right now. <laughs> but what I was gonna say is that you're eating for fuel, right? Like you're. Exactly. There's a difference between eating for fun 
uh, or, you know, satisfaction and eating for what your body needs to be like a really great machine. Do you ever go out and drink? Or you like cut that out completely? Girl, I can't. I can't. Not like I used to. <laughs> <laughs> Not like um, your party college though. No, no. I I like to stay at home and have one glass of wine like once a week and that's it. Like Good for I you. Can't, I can't because the hangovers are just too much. And since I'm training for a competition, I just have, I have big goals. So like it, alcohol affects that way too much. I'm not going to, it's not worth it to me. It just isn't. So. I love your dedication and your self-control. Thank I you. love everything about you. If you can't <laughs> tell, um, we are so happy that you came on here. Um, finally. And we got to talk all about what you do and we're so excited for you. And as soon as 2020, <laughs> out, you better tell us post that on our Instagram. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. I mean, um, we have 20 followers by then. That, that will be oh, following we, Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to tell us about the path to gold before we wrap this up? Um, it's gold. I'm assuming it's your maiden name. Um, it's no, it's my current last name. I'm not changing I mean, my last name. You're not going to change it. You know, it's going to no, be like I change that. It's an awesome last name. <laughs> I love Sachs. Like it's so much easier. Like as soon as I like take Eliron's last name on, it's like not cool at all so yeah yeah no my fiance is totally cool with me keeping it um now when we have kids that's another story so (laughs) harder yeah but yeah i'm definitely keeping my last name um i'm trying to think of what else no if you guys don't have any questions for me i can't really think of anything else if people want to reach out to you with questions can they reach out to you on your insta yeah, on my Instagram, the path to gold. Um, and We're gonna put that in the show notes. We put that in the show notes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And like, if she said no right now, she'd be like a total bitch. She had like absolutely no choice. It's like, so if people want to reach out for help, and she's like, no. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> so anyone want to follow her path to gold? We did. We're happy we did because now we had her on the show. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. It was so great. So thank you so much for coming and working with us and fitting this into your schedule, especially because like we're all on different time uh, zones. Time zones, yeah. Over here. Totally. Like, a funky yeah, one. No, no I worries. I didn't realize yeah. we were LA, three hours behind. We made it I work. Wait, we are you in LA or it? San Diego? I am living in LA, but I'm from San Diego. You know, I tried moving to San Diego like uh, two years ago. What happened? It was like a fail. It was like Ellie Ren and I were like, let's look, let's try it out. My cousins live there and like not La Jolla, but like we spent a lot of time in La Jolla. I I forget yeah. the other area, but it was like so expensive. And yeah. I was studying I for my BCBA California. exam at the time. And like I had mm-hmm. literally just had my fingers amputated. So I wasn't like oh, in any no. like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'll that'll really affect it. Throw you, up, you know? Yeah, exactly. Shante, thank you so much for coming. The, at least you made us go to the gym and get ready because you're so intimidating that we did it all. So thank you. <laughs> In a good way. I have a whole page here of notes that I'm going to go file into my mental brain cavity. And I'm so excited that we got to have you on. So thank you. Oh, no, thank you for having me on. This was so much fun. And if you girls ever have any questions, feel free to hit me up for real. 
Thank you. Be careful. Be careful what you say. <laughs> Casey's already like on her Instagram. I might have to put some limitations on that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Set your boundaries early, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. No, we love you. Thank you. And thanks yeah, no, for thanks listening, you. everyone. Episode 13 in the bag. Subscribe. Go follow us. And as always, love you. Mean it. Hey guys, it's Liat here, and I just wanted to take the time for just a single second of your time and tell you about something awesome. As you know, Casey and I are super into this podcast thing going on here and getting it started. And I just wanted to let you know that there's an easy way to get it done. And that is what I'm going to tell you right now about Pretty Easy Podcast. Thank God we got in touch with the team at Pretty Easy Podcast. They help you do everything from start to finish. They will get your show up there. They will record the episode for you. They will produce it. They will add bleeps in if you're full of F-bombs like myself. Whatever it is that you need, they will do it. When you first said you wanted to start a podcast, I was like, okay, we can do that. We have no idea what we're doing. I never really thought it would get off ground until we met Alan at Pretty Easy Podcast, and he put all my fears to rest. He helped us get everything going from all of our audio, audio editing and production and hit our song that we have, which is amazing, by the way. We're allowed to record from our own homes. He helps us with our guests. Um, he caters to our schedule. Come on, Leah, we are the worst with scheduling. I mean, I know we said we're going to have a podcast a week. So far, we're out a few days, but hey, he works with us. That's what we need. But the point is, we were looking at how <laughs> we could download all these different programs to try learn how to do all this podcasting stuff. But truth is, it's affordable. It's much easier to have someone do it for you. You could go to prettyeasypodcast.com and you could get started today. I say go. I say if you want to be heard, if you have something to say, like we do, we love the sound of our own voices, and we found Alan who lets our voices shine. So thank you, Alan, at prettyeasypodcast.com. Podcast.com.